This is the In Focus podcast from the Hindu. Hello and welcome to the In Focus podcast. I'm Ji Sampath, the Hindu's social affairs editor. In her budget speech this year, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced that the government will set up a so-called bad bank to better manage the non-performing assets of public sector banks. The idea apparently is to transfer the NPAs of public sector banks to the books of this bad bank, which will function as a two-in-one institution, an asset reconstruction company and also an asset management company. It will focus solely on asset recovery, freeing up the PSU banks to concentrate on lending. At least that is the theory. But will it actually work in practice? Will the bad bank be effective in cleaning up the humongous NPA mess? If cleaning up the books is the objective, how is a bad bank a better option than, say, the insolvency and bankruptcy code? To answer these questions and more, we have with us a business columnist Vivek Call. Vivek is the author of five books, including the best-selling Easy Money Trilogy, His most recent book is called Bad Money, Inside the NPA Mess and How It Threatens the Indian Banking System. Vivek, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sampath, for having me. Uh, Vivek, let's start with the basics uh, here. So what exactly is the logic behind uh, the idea of setting up a bad bank to clean up uh, the books of PSU banks. How does it work? Okay. So, you know, let me give you a slightly morbid uh, example. You know, sometimes uh, if the human body has to continue to live, uh, some part has to be cut out, right? I mean, it has to be amputated. Uh, so, in in a similar vein, uh, bad bank is essentially an institution which will take on the bad loans of the banks and uh, bad loans are essentially loans which have been defaulted on for a period of uh, 90 days or more uh, and you know let the public sector banks or even any other bank go back to uh, doing their normal lending i mean as you explained in the introduction so that is the basic idea so that you know you create a separate institution which specializes in in taking bad loans off the books of banks and then trying to recover those loans so it's it's you know as simple as that okay now how uh, how does this work who's going to be funding this bad uh, bad hmm. bank where is the capital going to come from huh. okay so see uh, as of now there is no clarity on that uh, you know because the structure etc the details haven't been announced this is just a blanket announcement that uh, the government uh, you know there there are plans to set up a bad bank so, uh, you know, uh, in a recent uh, interview given by Devashish Panda, who's the Secretary Department of Financial Services, and Tarun Bajaj, who's uh, Secretary Department of Economic Affairs, uh, they told, uh, you know, they uh, told the website Money Control that uh, the government will not have any direct participation in the proposed entity, either in terms of funding or management control. Now, uh, this is not a very clear statement. Uh, you know, whether by government they mean the public sector, we don't know. Uh, it could mean that, uh, I mean, as you said, uh, it could mean that banks, uh, public sector banks may fund this institution. Uh, 
it could mean that uh, you know money could come from the life insurance corporation of india uh, so we really don't know as to how exactly or where exactly the money to uh, set up this bad bank will come from okay yeah. but 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 depending on where the money comes from uh, right. uh, that it could go any number of different ways right it, a lot oh, yeah. i mean see it's it's this is uh, you know it's not like uh, uh you know economics is not science so there are things that can happen which one uh, hadn't thought about or uh, you know most of the times what happens is that uh, most of the planning that happens uh, people tend to look just at the first order impact and you know nobody really thinks about the second order or the third order uh, effects that uh, you know some of these things could have so uh, so there are lots of things so let me let me just uh, sort of try and elaborate uh, on it and uh, uh, so you know it is one of the things that one needs to uh, remember is that uh, uh, as per article 12 of the constitution all public sector banks are a part of the state hence the top management of public sector banks are subject to scrutiny by the parliament uh, as well as the central vigilance commission uh, they can be prosecuted by the cbi so in this scenario you know the chances of uh, a public sector top management selling bad loans at a discount to its book value to the bad bank is very low because see what wh- what will happen here is let's say there is a bad loan which uh, is worth 100 rupees now uh, the bad bank which buys uh, or the bad bank which buys the bad loan from the public sector bank is not going to buy it for 100 rupees because if it buys it for 100 rupees uh, the chances of it making any money out of it are going to be very very low uh, so even even without that i mean even if it doesn't make money it will end up making losses so the uh, idea here is to buy bad loans at at a discount and then go about uh, trying to recover uh, those bad loans so the but the problem is that the incentives for the top management of uh, public sector banks are so set up that uh, you know anybody in their right mind is not going to sell these loans at a discount uh so like let me stop you there sure. can you just explain one small bit like uh, how how does a bad bank make money like it it buys these bad loans from a public sector bank at a discount Hmm. and then it will sell it to whom at a I mean, so let's say it to them at a higher price yeah i mean it will try doing that so it's like see it's like let's say let's say it buys uh, loans uh, which a uh, steel company has defaulted on okay, okay. so it will then try selling the the steel company or the collateral against against those loans and uh, to to another company to another steel company which is willing to buy it at a certain price now obviously all this is going to happen only if everybody thinks that uh, there is some incentive for them to do it so so let's see uh, so so there is a 100 rupee loan which has been defaulted on and let's say that that loan is sold to uh, a bad bank for let's say some 60 bucks or whatever i mean for 55 60 bucks and then that bad bank goes around offering that company to other steel companies which uh, may want to buy it because you know you are essentially getting an asset which is worth 100 rupees for 70 to 75 bucks so everyone is a little better off uh, in that process so that is how it works it, that is how it should work so uh, see before this bad bank uh, proposal came up i think it came up uh, a couple of years ago for the first time in a big way there have been other solutions that have been 
right. that have been sort of spoken about or tried to fix the NPMS, you know, yeah. like we have had uh, the strategic debt restructuring scheme of 2015, mm. the sustainable structuring of stressed assets scheme of 2016. Then we have the SIC Industrial Companies Act or SICA. Then we have the surface. So can you give us a, a quick historical overview of these attempts and, you know, how we have traversed those attempts to reach the point we have uh, reached today with this bad bank idea? So uh, the strategic debt restructuring scheme, uh, which was launched by the RBI in June 2015, I think, uh, allowed banks to take over companies which had defaulted on loans by converting their debt into equity. Uh, so the idea was to displace weak promoters who had defaulted on loans to sell the company to a new promoter. Now, the trouble was that every promoter wasn't a weak promoter. So some of them were just caught in a bad economic environment and were competent even though highly indebted. So basically to deal with this situation, the RBI introduced uh, you know, uh, the scheme for sustainable structuring of stressed assets, uh, which in short was the S4A uh, scheme. Now, under this scheme, what was different was that uh, the banks could provide corporate borrowers debt reductions of up to 50% in order to restore the financial viability of the company. Uh, the extent of uh, the debt reduction was to be converted into equity, uh, which the banks would hold in the form uh, then. So, the, the basic idea was that, you know, the promoter would then have some incentive to perform in order to turn around the firm. And if that happened, the share price of the firm would recover, you know, banks could then sell their stake and, you know, a part of the loan or, uh, you know, maybe the whole loan could be recovered. Uh, the problem here again was, you know, it, it just got stuck into the same thing about uh, the top management of public sector banks being unwilling to sell loans at a discount because nobody wanted trouble with, uh, you know, the Central Vigilance Commission or the Central Bureau of Investigation. Also, uh, you know, a lot of... Well, why would the Central Vigilance Commission or the CBI get into the act at all in the first place? Unless because they are allowed to. Okay. Yeah. But somebody has to make a complaint, right? I mean, I'm not really sure about the technicalities, but, uh, you know, this is the, you know, from, from what I have understood over the years, uh, the reason uh, the uh, the top management doesn't uh, sort of go around selling loans at a discount is because they're afraid that cases will be filed against them. So, uh, yeah, so basically, you know, you essentially ended up in a situation where, uh, you know, the, 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 the way this system was supposed to work, uh, it never really worked. I mean, uh, the the problem with the Sarfesi Act was that a lot of it just got uh, stuck in the courts in and around the country. Because, I mean, the moment you try to, uh, in case of Sarfesi, you were allowed to repossess assets uh, from, from the company which had defaulted on the loans and uh, sell them. But then, you know, you had uh, promoters filing cases and, and these cases then sort of uh, got stuck in courts. And, and you know, that is why it, it sort of never really... Uh, I mean, it never really ended up being the scheme it was supposed to be. So, in this quick overview which you have given us, I see two patterns. One is the reluctance of the top management of public sector banks to sell loans at a discount. Mm. And secondly, you know, uh, whatever process is undertaken, getting stuck in courts of law and so on. Right. So, does the bad bank idea resolve either of these two issues? Uh, I mean, not in a straight way. Of course not. So, see, again, uh, as, as I said, you know, in case of uh, a bad bank, uh, if, uh, if the bad bank is uh, owned uh, by the public sector, then what happens is, uh, 
that uh, uh, you know at least you know at, le- at least the uh, the cbi or uh, the uh, or the central vigilance commission wouldn't really be bothered because uh, whatever sale happens uh, it is happening between you know between different parts of the government right so if the bad bank is uh, owned by the public sector that is but uh, there are other other problems here now let's say uh, by by the public sector uh, we basically mean uh, uh, we mean banks which essentially end up uh, uh, you know taking a stake in the bad bank now the problem there will be that you know at one side uh, uh, you you will have uh, banks which will uh, be you know which will try to sell their bad loans to the bad bank and on the other side you will have the bad bank so you you will have uh, you you will have banks which have a problem and you will have a bad bank which is owned by the same set of banks so so clearly you know the uh, incentives will not be rightly aligned there so which is why uh, you know at some level uh, you need to ensure that uh, if if it if the entire thing is owned owned by the government then you know it's not owned by the banks uh so there is there is clearly a problem there now on the flip side if uh, a thing is owned by the private sector uh the, the problem uh, will be that top management still may not want to uh, uh, sell loans to the private sector uh, you know the the other big problem here is that you know uh, what 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 has happened uh, in 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 the indian case is that uh, all these uh, so let you know the when 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 banks lend to a corporate so it's not like a, a single bank lending to a single corporate now you have a syndicate of banks which comes together and lends to a corporate so if that corporate defaults on a loan uh, you have to deal with uh, you know multiple banks so uh, let's say the bad bank is trying to resolve a, a particular loan uh, so it will have to deal with private banks as well uh so let's say if the if the if the bad bank is owned by the government uh and it ends up buying a a, a loan from a private bank at a certain price and if any of these uh, investigative agencies uh, sort of uh, uh, thinks that uh, you know the bad bank has paid more than it should have paid for uh i mean then there is likely to be uh, trouble because again you know uh the the you know because the bad bank is owned by the government so there are problems both ways it's not like if you let the private sector run the bad bank uh there will be you know uh, it it will be straightforward because see ultimately uh the basic issue is 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 with the price and there is no system in place uh which uh, currently you know allows the bad bank uh, or the banks to price these loans uh, at at a certain you know at at you know what uh would deem to be the right price is there a securitization or a securities market for uh, these kinds of loans in india yeah so basically uh, uh, you know what happens is that uh, this secondary uh, loan sales market is not very uh, transparent in fact uh, you know viral acharya and raguram rajan had recently written a paper and uh, in in which they they wrote and i quote at present attempts to sell loans by indian banks feature individual banks uh, soliciting bids that are never publicly revealed other than the ultimate decision to sell or not uh, so what they were basically saying is that these prices need to be made more widely available for better pricing of loans 
so you know essentially so that is a you're saying there is a market for these loans but that market is very opaque and very it's very yeah. random also in the sense it's not like you know it's not like an op- it's not like a stock market where you can go like you know when when i want to sell some shares i go to the stock market and i sell those shares so this is not a this is not a, a, a what what you would call an organized market it is what would you would call an over the counter market where uh, if i uh, you know if i have a problem with my loans i call up someone i know at the other bank and then we sort of thrash out the entire deal and in the process the system does not come to know what exactly the deal is so that's the problem so so that you know if if this information comes into the public domain there will be some sort of benchmark which you can use to uh, price uh, the loans so that is okay. is is a problem i mean having said that this is not i mean it's not like once this information starts to come into the public domain the entire problem will be solved but there will be something that you can uh, start off with also you know the other thing here is that it is important uh, to encourage uh, private banks here because uh, you know once private banks start selling their bad loans uh, to uh, the bad bank some sort of pricing mechanism will be established and then the public sector banks can follow because then it's easy for them to say are you know you know this is what that kind, that deal happened at so we are also like looking you know offering a similar sort of uh, you know discount on the loans so so there are ways which it, you know it, it it can be the entire thing can be incentivized and uh, but then that needs a lot of hand holding and and a lot of detailing which you know as you and i both know is not something that uh, happens with anything that the government launches so with most things so you had mentioned little while back about uh, uh, an, a, a design of this bad bank where it is owned by 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 the private sector you know by a consortium of uh, private uh, individual entities or whatever but are, don't we already have private sector bad banks in the country we have got yeah. asset uh, and companies like rc yeah yeah there are around i think there are around 27 of them and uh, there are 27 asset uh, reconstruction companies and the problem with most of them is that they don't have uh, much money to buy uh, these bad loans so the question is now you know how does introducing a 28 or uh, a one you know how will that make make a difference now so what we're saying is that we have about 27 uh, bad banks already which don't have money to buy bad loans most of and them now don't. we have a 28 bad bank which we don't know where the money is going to come for it either i mean see uh, let's not i mean uh, i mean we currently don't know i mean i'm sure the fact that they have decided to sort of uh, launch this bad bank i mean they will come up with the details as soon as uh they are ready i mean you are in delhi you must know this better i am in very you know i am in far off mumbai so i know that see i i i, I mumbai is a commercial capital vivek yeah but All then the money is there in mumbai yeah but then the decisions are made in delhi na in mumbai we just say yes to everything that happens in delhi like you know we give the budget 11 out of 10 so so uh, you mentioned uh uh raguram rajaran viral acharya's paper i mean hmm. i mean i understand they had some reservations especially viral had some reservations about the design of yeah, the yeah. bad bank and he said it has to be designed in a certain way but what what did he mean by that yeah so uh, so basically you know as he said uh, uh, you know one of the things that has to uh, happen is that uh, some sort of pricing mechanism has to evolve 
and uh, in which so, uh, so for that he suggests that the secondary the data for the secondary loan market uh, should be available in a public domain where you know uh, and then things can start to happen uh, then they also suggest that the private banks uh, should be encouraged uh, to start selling selling their bad loans because that w- will go towards uh, establishing some sort of a pricing mechanism and then the you know the public sector can follow uh follow follow whatever is happening so what they basically saying is that the heart of the argument uh, made made by uh, both you know viral and uh, dr uh, acharya and dr rajan in the paper is that uh, uh, at some sort of pricing mechanism uh, needs to be established and if that happens you know then we can sort of uh, move on to other things okay so from what i understand as a lay person so uh, for a pricing mechanism to be established you need a market right right uh, and, and for a market so what, what do we have in mind a market like a, a subprime market where you bundle loans and ஒரு Uh, we have we have had this uh, ibc you know this insolvency right. in bankruptcy code and which has been i think which has had some limited amount of uh, right. success so so what happened with that why aren't we uh, promoting it or encouraging that route okay. uh, further right so here's the thing so i see i don't think a bad bank will replace the ibc it it will uh, work along with the ibc okay so that's the first point the second point is that uh, you know currently i think till mat till march 31st uh, you can't file fresh cases to the ibc because you know because of the covid pandemic but that's i mean again a short term uh, thing and it you know uh, the ibc should soon start uh, working also uh, i mean if you look at the past uh, methods through which uh, banks recovered loans uh the ibc was by far the most successful so uh, in 2019 20 uh, banks uh, recovered around 1.73 lakh crore of bad loans uh, of which around 1.06 lakh crore came from the ibc uh, also of the bad loans worth 2.32 lakh crore which were referred to the ibc in 2019 uh, 20 the recovery was around 1.06 lakh crore or 45% uh, of what was referred so this was the highest rate of recovery among different methods currently used and the overall rate of recovery in 1920 stood at 23.2% so basically a recovery of 1.73 lakh crore from bad loans of around 7.42 lakh crore so obviously ibc uh, is is a success the other thing that uh, you know one of the things that people don't talk about uh, in case of the ibc so uh, more than the ibc it's the fear of the companies uh, a company which is defaulted on its loan uh, being referred to the ibc which in many cases uh, you know gets the promoters talking and and then they end up uh, repaying loans to the bank you know loans that they had defaulted on so you know so basically the you know the ibc uh, creates a fear in the minds of uh the defaulting promoter that he or she has a chance of losing control over uh the company so that is another big advantage of ibc now there are a few uh, you know few prob- i mean i wouldn't call it problems but limitations of of the ibc uh, so once a company goes to ibc the matter needs to be resolved in a fixed number of days 
so which doesn't give the bank or the recovery professional involved much flexibility so uh, now the point i'm trying to make here is that uh, let's say uh, you know i mean so if if a steel company had gone to ibc in the last couple of years the chances are it would have been bought but if a power company had gone to ibc in the last few years the the kind of money it would have got would not have been great because india right now has uh you know you know has more power you know uh, more power generation companies than it actually needs uh so if in in case of a bad bank what can be done is that the bad bank can hold back this uh, power company for a f- couple of years and you know eventually power demand has to go up because as the economy grows the demand for power goes and then the demand for that asset will also grow and then the chances of you know uh you know getting a better price for that company will come in so this is something that is not possible in case of an ib in case of ibc uh, because you know you need to resolve the entire thing in a certain number of days so there have also been other countries such as uh, the us for example sweden and malaysia which seem to have had uh, a good amount of success with uh, using the bad bank route to you know resolving their npa crisis so right. so what are the chances that india will be able to replicate them or is the indian scenario not comparable to those of us or so, uh, normalization you know i have studied the uh, the us scenario in some detail uh, while writing one of my books and so us used to have uh, something called as uh, you know savings and loans institutions uh, popularly known as thrifts and these thrifts used to uh, give out home loans and they started to get into trouble sometime in the early 1980s and in 1989 the uh, i think this was after george bush senior became uh, the uh, president uh, they set up something called as a resolution trust corporation uh, and which was basically a bad bank uh, it was set up to so, se- sell assets of around uh, 750 snl institutions which had gone bankrupt and were worth nearly 450 dollar uh, 450 billion dollars on paper and you know this is back in 1989 and by the time uh, rtc finished operating in 1995 it had managed a recovery rate of uh, around 85% 85% which, which is a pretty decent i mean anything over 50% in this case is a very good recovery rate now the reason it sort of managed uh, such a uh, you know high rate of recovery was because a lot of its assets uh, were essentially uh, you know commercial real estate and uh, and 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 you know the it was it was like uh, a clear marking wherein you know one snl had given loan to one golf developer who had defaulted on it and there was a golf resort uh, to be sold so you know it, it was uh, fairly uh, straightforward to sort of bundle assets and sell them together now the the problem in the indian case is and and, and if you look at examples uh, all across the world of bad banks uh they have uh, worked if you look at the uk example of 2008 uh or in other countries even in sweden uh, they worked primarily because uh, a lot of the you know defaults essentially were home loans okay now in case of a home loan or a mortgage it, the the uh, you know the linking is clear you have one home loan which has been defaulted on and you have a home against that home loan so as long as you can sell that home uh you are able to recover the money that has been defaulted on right also you can bundle it together i mean you can bundle multiple homes and 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 sell them the indian case the problem is that three fourths of the bad loans uh, in india uh, nearly three fourths uh, 75% are 
are uh, basically corporate defaults, right? Uh, and they uh, also they involve a consortium of banks which have given loans to uh, corporates to finance, uh, you know, large industrial or infrastructure projects. So it's not always uh, possible to bundle them. Then it also, you know, because there are a consortium of banks, you have more people on the table, on the discussion table. Uh, so, you know, so it the entire situation becomes uh, much more difficult to resolve. Uh, and from whatever little I've, you know, I've, I've sort of researched and learned, uh, bad banks have rarely worked in settings where industrial, corporate and conglomerate level bad loans are involved. Uh, it typically tends to work when, you know, the lending is more retail or, uh, you know, stuff like commercial real estate where, you know, you can, where a one-to-one mapping is possible. So. So, uh, I mean, just to close this whole thing, uh, whole discussion. So, uh, if if you had to identify, say, two or three uh, three essential conditions uh, mm-hmm. for a bad bank uh, to work and, uh, right. and and help address your NPA issue, uh, what would you suggest? Uh, so, uh, you know, one thing would be that uh, the, the the pricing mechanism has to be set right, and uh, you know, because without that, nothing is going to happen. The second thing is uh, that uh, there has to be, uh, you know, incentives have to be in place. It cannot be like, uh, in, in, in the sense that uh, you cannot have people on, you know, on, on just on a salary and then hope that uh, they're going to solve this entire problem. It's not going to happen because uh, there need to be proper, uh, there needs to be a proper profit sharing mechanism. So if, let's say, a particular bad banker is leading a project and he has a team and you know they end up making a certain amount of uh, recovery then you know they should also be a uh, i mean they should also be adequately uh, rewarded i mean there has to be you know they need to be incentivized uh, the third thing i think which is very important is that uh, the institution once it's uh, you know done and dusted with doing what it is supposed to it needs to be shut down and it should not morph into another uh, financial institution that is that is also very important i mean because in india you know once a government starts something continues but it's not like uh, it's not like once you set up a bad bank you know banks are going to stop having npas on their books no i know i know but then you know what 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 will happen is that uh, you know there are 27 28 uh, you know other asset reconstruction companies in the business right so it's not like this guy is being brought in so that that market can be made to work uh so what I'm basically saying is that you know once the once the bulk of uh, the uh, you know bulk of the bad asset bad loans have been taken care of, I mean then we should just uh, shut it down and and let the normal system take over. I mean because we have IBC and it's not like the other things are not there, right? Right, right. So uh, just to summarize what you finally uh, sort of conveyed. So we for uh, for this uh, bad bank uh, proposal to really work and take off, we need three things. A proper pricing mechanism, uh, incentives for the individuals who are going to be running it, and finally, once it does its job, mm. it has to shut down and not morph into another financial institution. Vivek, thank you. Yeah, thanks. In focus, we'll be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for. In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.